When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, well, hello, everyone. Um, thank this is a lovely, intimate podcast, live podcast. I think they're the best kind. Intimacy is great. Um, I want to, before we start properly, I want to thank Josh for organising this glorious event. Well done. And um, getting everything sorted out. And Gareth, of course, it's, for, it's all for Gareth's charity. You can tell us all about that later, actually, you know, properly. Um, it feels like weeks. Well, this is footballistically Arsenal, I'm Boyd Hill. It feels like weeks since we've done a podcast. And in that time, Arsenal Wenger has said that he's decided what he was going to do about his contract and that we'd all find out very soon. Then Ivan Gazidis said, no, 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 it hasn't been sorted out at all. It'll be a mutual decision, and who knows when we're going to find out. Then Wenger said, no, 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 it definitely has been decided, and we, we might find out at some point in our history. Who knows? And then today, he got staunch support from Sam Allardyce, I don't know if you saw this, who in his press conference said, it's none of our business when he signs the fucking contract. It'll all be fine. We shouldn't poke our noses in. It's not, it's not, Arsenal fans, we don't need to know when he's going to sign the contract at all. It's fine. So that happened today. Was we'll Sam be... Allardyce drinking a pint of wine that time when he got caught? <laughs> yeah, yeah. he was, yeah. I mean, yeah. there you go. <laughs> He's a man Sa- of great class. Sam Allardyce yeah. supports him and he smashes pints of wine. Exactly. The thing is, that's where you know the game's gone. Yeah. Sam Allardyce is drinking wine. Exactly. That's where you know it's gone middle class. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Blue Nun, I'll give him Blue Nun or anything like that. But yeah. drinking wine, come on, Sam, have a day off. It's <laughs> a sad state of affairs. Those voices you've heard are two legends who are with us tonight. Alex Brooker of the... What? You are. TV legend in your, in your own lifetime. You've got vodka R- in there. I've got vodka in here. RTS, Royal Television Society Award winner for The Last Leg. Best yeah, entertainment didn't, presenters. Didn't serve that. <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome, Alex. This is getting out, isn't it? No, always. People will listen to it. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, welcome, Alex. Were you there last night? We were recording this the day after the West Ham. Yeah, um, were, were you there last night, Alex? Oh, is this a point of... No, well, look, right, I didn't... I didn't want. I've, I told you before this. I didn't want to have to admit it, but we um, did like a team night out for the people who work on the show. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah I went to go and see the Aladdin musical wow. last night. Um, wow. 
Yeah, I know, yeah. So that's my commitment. Oh, that's very um, nice. But yeah, I couldn't really get out of it. Okay, that's, that's a good excuse. Oh, thank that's you. Cheers, it's pathetic. And, and you've heard the, the voice of proper Arsenal legend, Perry Groves. Welcome, Perry. I wouldn't go that far. Legend, cult with an L. I no, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both <laughs> sometimes it could have been an N. Well, both a lot cult of times and a legend. Yeah. And one of the reasons Perry's here is we're going to do this podcast in two parts. So this part, which is going to go out as a normal podcast where we talk about everything that's happened in the last two weeks since our last one, um, topical events and everything. But then in the second half, we're going to have a very special um, event where we discuss, it's 30 years, I think in a day, roughly, yesterday, since the legendary League Cup, Littlewoods Cup final, uh, where Perry went past three players, um, and, uh, and in those days it wasn't called an assist, it was just called a pass. Well, uh, to Charlie Nicholas. To be fair, it was a hoof from Kenny Sanson. It was a hoof. Okay. That's what it was, and I made it into a pass. And you, you did make sk- it into a pass. And you skipped yeah. pass. He skipped pass. Skipped pass. But Gary, anyway. Gary Gillespie's still going for a coffee as we speak. Yeah, exactly. But it was um, a huge moment. It was a huge moment for me, a huge moment for Arsenal fans. Our first uh, trophy for, I think, eight years at the time. Um, and we beat Liverpool, and it was amazing. And we can discuss that in great detail, probably more detail than you can possibly imagine. And you can get to ask questions as well. The question you've always wanted to ask, Perry Groves. So, but welcome, Perry. Thanks for coming. And then Gareth Parker. Gareth the Bear Parker, who's not really much like a bear these days. Or he's like a kind of skinny bear. Thanks, boys. Thanks, yeah. Thanks. Gareth has uh, been doing this podcast for almost as long as I have. Almost, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been emotional. Yeah. And sidekick Josh. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's walked out. We're sharing a mic. We're sharing a mic. I'm not really going to speak so much. We've got three brilliant guests. I was just going to welcome two people that just walked in. Oh, fair enough. And make them feel exceptionally welcome. They're hugging people as we speak, yeah. so they look very happy. They haven't walked in, they've gate crashed, Josh. It's different. <laughs> I'm just walking past my own business. But, but we should say, obviously, we're doing the centre point, and there'll be a link in the bio of people who couldn't be with us tonight but want to donate to, to centre point, which Kath will tell us more about, um, they can do in due course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Josh. Josh is you know, single-handedly, singly thanking every single person individually as they come in. That's nice. Go on, what are you going to say? Uh, thank you for taking me to the Man City game in your oh, club-level yeah. seats. It was a real oh. treat to see how the other oh. half live. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, you're a regular now with me in Dermot, aren't you? It's nice. Uh, anyway, should we, talk about, what, should we start with Man City or should we start with West Ham? Should we start with, what, should we start with the general kind of, the general atmosphere? The, the general malaise. The general, malaise. <laughs> the general sense. Um, Alex, I'm going to start with you. What's your current... I mean, I, I, I made reference to the, the contract yeah. situation, which is, um, I believe, unique in the history of world football, that yeah, we don't I, know what's happening with our, our, our manager whose contract runs out in a few weeks' I time. I don't think there can be a day goes past <laughs> where something stupid doesn't happen on Twitter. So the Man City game the other day, I saw like, some of the protests, and I think if people want to protest, <laughs> fair enough. But I saw a picture going around of some fella, and he had a megaphone in one hand, and he had a selfie stick <laughs> in the other... And I was just like, I've never been so happy to be unable to have the dexterity to do something like that. <laughs> I was just like, thank Christ, I can't be that much of a twat. <laughs> and that, that's the general feeling. Like, there's some there's absolutely batshit mental stuff terrible. going on uh, all the time. I don't, I don't know. Surely he, Wenger must, he knows what he's doing just come out and say either way I'm so yeah. I'm bored of it you know what I mean it's like a plot of Sherlock it's just like <laughs> goes on and on it's just fucking come out with it do you know what I mean um, it is ridiculous don't you yeah. love like um, a middle class protest though? like <laughs> yeah. when they uh, someone hired a lorry didn't they with the, the yeah. banner on the side of the lorry yeah. and then 
the uh, Chaffee one said, excuse me, you're on WL Alliance there. Can you move? Oh, so, I'm so sorry. I've, I better move my lorry. I might get a parking ticket. It's genius. It is. It's not exactly the French Revolution, is it? No. 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 And last, I mean, at the West Ham game, the protest was um, to come get to the ground on time, roughly, but then wait before you went in. Minutes. 13 minutes. on the concourse or wherever you but, were. But security does a really good job of that anyway, of keeping people outside yeah. for as long as possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's hard, it's hard to determine whether that is just, like, inept or protest yeah. but yeah no, I was about to say that from the very start of kind of the, the sort of the, the rumblings of, of discontent we've always protested as a club in a way which is very befitting of Arsenal I mean we didn't march we walked there was, it wasn't really aggressive it was more of a like, like a, a subtle cough uh, um, maybe we want to do this differently but um, yeah no I, I didn't notice anything particularly different at the West Ham game in terms of um, there were the normal amount of empty seats at the normal times. Well, there was a fu- the funny thing about that. I mean, it did seem quite empty at kickoff, but then again, it always kind of does, especially because it takes people ages, just especially in a night game, to arrive from work and to go through security and everything. And then at half time, I thought it took it, it seemed much less empty. Like Ten minutes yeah. into the second half, and people hadn't gone back as usual from their free half time drinks on club level. You know, what I thought was a brilliant protest as well was the um, the West Brom game. Yeah. We had the plane oh, flying yeah. over the banner, yeah. like Wenger out, and then Steve Bolt behind the next plane. I know Wenger in. I think. <laughs> Bowler, you've done great. So you had to get up there and hire a plane. Top man. Well, I mean, but what is it like? Do you think there's a huge question about the player? Are the players affected? But I mean, they must they must be aware. They're not living in a bubble, are they? They know what's going on. They're not, and it all depends what character of a player you are. Do you know what I mean? It all depends. And at the against West Brom, which you could see there wasn't uh, a lot of character or fight shown. And it there's this. Um, misconception with even with fans is that you're playing for the manager uh, you're playing for the badge you're playing for the club in the end you're playing for yourself yeah you play for you you play for you so after when you come off the pitch you look in the mirror and you go i give it 100 percent. i couldn't give it any more so it shouldn't affect you as a as a player but you've got different characters you know different human beings some of them will be affected mustafi was quite honest then he? He, mm. he said players do read the papers they do get affected what's going on. Martin Cowan was, used to be brilliant. If um, in the old, remember Shoot magazine and Match Weekly magazines and, and used to get right marks out of 10 by journalists who don't know nothing about football. If Martin Cowan got a five or a six, he'll make sure and it'll make it his goal to find that journalist wow. and go and grab hold of me. Oi, what's ways out? You don't realise a million people read that. I was worth a seven. And he make sure that he would go and find them. <laughs> yeah. So they, it, players do take notice. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, I think we need more stupid sociopaths in our team. I think basically what modern football is all about is players that are so disconnected from reality and stupid so they don't realise what's going on because then they wouldn't be affected by it. We've got far too many sensitive types in our team, clearly. I think I can remember... Giroud's mate done an interview about this, about kind of the crisis of confidence. If he misses one, it plays on his mind. Theo, we were talking about Theo earlier on. Theo is an articulate, intelligent guy that really cares about the club. We don't want that. We actually, I think we, we want idiots. We want idiots who <laughs> well, have... who are in the 80s self, and 90s. Self, self. <laughs> none taken. None taken. <laughs> but but that, that, that disconnect, actually, it's true. If, they care. I think they do care. I think that's part of the problem, that some of the players definitely do care. So they are definitely affected by... I used the word malaise earlier on. It feels something odd around the club at the moment, and they're, they're definitely absorbing that. Can I ask a question to, to Perry? In terms of 
the rumours maybe about you know some of the better players not signing their contracts to extend it would that have affected you when you when you were at the club in terms of star players being linked elsewhere to have any impact at all or are you just playing for yourself I'd rather that they didn't sign so they left and I got like got a game no I'm saying you, you got no. like really you ain't going to sign happy days I'll play in the team it all depends on the level that you are what you know where you're on the ladder the, the thing you're talking about Sanchez obviously the things like it's like um Again, with your best player, indulge him. Do you know what I mean? Indulge him. If someone, like, like woo him, and if he wants 250, 300 grand a week, give it to him. Not one Arsenal fan would moan if he was on that amount of money. Because I'd you, Because you can't afford to lose your best player. It's like someone going, uh, it's like you was married and say, you're not giving your missus enough attention there. The next time, no, you're not being funny. He's, coming, he's, he's cutting your lawn, he's, he's doing your paint or whatever. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't like, liven up, she's going to... He's, uh, he's going to nick your missus. And then, like, in a year's time, you go, oh, wow, she's gone. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't see that coming. Oh, my God. It's the same thing. Indulge Sanchez. Give him the money that he wants. Haven't we had enough of losing, like, Van Persie, like, your, your top players, and uh, Nazareth, though, you want to punch him in the face, he's got one of those sort of slap-in-the-face faces, isn't he? But so, you so don't, hang on. In, you, this, in this analogy, Chelsea are the, are the pervy next-door neighbours, right? I didn't actually say that, to be fair. Okay, I, but, I just said the next-door neighbour giving your missus too much yeah, attention. Right, so no. I actually, you said not one Arsenal fan would... Well, I, I want him out of our club. What? I, because You're I, kidding me. What, your best player you want him yeah, out of your club? 100%. Why? And the, because you've played at a higher level than I have, Perry, so I will bow to your knowledge of the area, but at the same time, I played when someone was so... You talked about selfish players earlier on and players that are out for themselves. There is no one, I think, in football more self-centred than Alexis Sanchez. Genuinely, genuinely, I, I mean this. And really? You've the we, same games as me? We, we had, no, and he's brilliant. He's been, he's been involved in more goals than any player. But he's also pulled focus. Players who were thriving are no longer thriving. The team... Who? Of Je- the G- who? Because of him? Well, yeah, I, 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 we've had, down, we've had really? this argument. I genuinely, all, all and the best it, players it, it, demand it, more, though, from their teammates. So I remember do. once, I remember Henri going fucking ballistic against uh, uh, Lauren yeah. one game, and it's like, and he was our best or, player. Or, so or, or, or he also went ballistic at Reyes, and yeah. that that killed his confidence. Uh, but, and I think but, Reyes I think, was crying when he got off by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's not just about the psychological impact; it's about the team thing. So players, like, we, there was a moment, and actually Josh put this in the notes, went around, about how we didn't really celebrate one of the goals. And actually, there was like a bit of a, a broken celebration where a few people were hugging left, right. There isn't a togetherness in the team. That's and this, Sanchez's fault. Honestly, if you, see, if you watch Sanchez play, and I watch him play, we need another five or six like him. It really means something to what, him. Who? That he's worried about winning, he wants to win, he's got heart, he tries... He doesn't sulk, he wants to win. When he gets taken off, a lot of players can't wait to get off the pitch because they think, I've scored my goal, I've done my stuff. Sanchez is like, no, no, I want to stay on the pitch, I want to score more goals. And he gets frustrated with everybody else around him because they're not putting in the effort and it doesn't mean as much to them as what it means to him. For you to say you'd want it, I I find that absolutely staggering. I've got to be honest, I I find that staggering. I I don't want to um, (laughs) gang up on you. I completely... Disagree with it. I think if he literally, if he wants, he can have a go at who he wants. He can have a go at me in the stands. If he, you know, if, but it's not, if it's he wants to have his dogs on the bench, let him have his dogs on the bench. Just <laughs> give the guy what he wants. So we don't have, that's the problem is that we've got, we don't have enough of these fighters in the no. team. Um, and but there is this kind of trendy little 
tiny minority of fans represented oh, here now by Gareth. That's brilliant. It's but, Gareth minority of I'm one. a trendy minority. No, there's, there's a few others. There's a few others. And, At least and, you're trendy. Yeah. And there's also, like, you know, John Cross wrote the article about how the weird stab about him not running enough. And there's a kind of little semi-movement of Daniel, people Daniel, trying to persuade... Hold on, let me finish. Okay. Trying to persuade us that despite the fact that he's easily our best player, but and you'd have to be insane not to think so... Best player of the most talented player. Best. Most talented everything. No, he's not the most talented. Um, and really score the most goals. All, all, all the stats, all the important yeah. stats, not how much, much he runs. Con- but, and yet there is this small kind of little minority, represented by you, that feels somehow that... Me, 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 me and Crossy in the same breath as well. John Cross is a hipster, I like it. But um, no, I just... This is, this is a personal opinion, I guess I'm being shot down here left, right and centre, but... I've played in teams where there are selfish players who when you make a run, they don't pass you and you stop making that run. He has, there's a brilliant article written by Daniel Story on Football 365 recently that was all about, actually, you remove the self-centred, selfish player who doesn't play for someone, other people only plays themselves in the team, and the team thrives. Like Suarez, like, you know, the best players in the world. The best players in the world are selfish, aren't they? Like Ronaldo, like Lionel Messi, Neymar, they're all selfish. They're all selfish. No, 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 no. That's why they're as good as what they are. And no disrespect, you know the the teams that you played in, which is probably maybe, like, Saturday football, like, no, like... Decent standard, but the reason that those players don't pass is because the other players aren't as good as what he is, and he thinks I ain't pass. He, do you know who he passes to Sanchez? Ozil. Yeah. That's who he pass. He thinks you know what? If I pass to you, I got half chance of getting it back because you're on my level. They're the ones that you need at Arsenal Football Club, not the ones who are not as good as Sanchez. No, no it's like I can't believe that we've kept selling our best player year after year after year because of the stadium which we had to, and all of a sudden you've got someone who is. Not Messi and Ronaldo, but he's the next level down that you don't want him at Arsenal. That's staggering. Okay, well, look, we better just go for a quick break. We'll be back very shortly. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Just to move on, potentially, his contract obviously ends at the end of next season. And yet in the press conferences, when people like James Olley have been, been probing away, he seems almost surprised at the moment, Wenger, that he's being asked about this, as if it's normal. But we seem to be the only club who are letting players get into this dangerous sort of last-year territory. But my question is, do you think we will... If, to me, as a PR exercise, it would be impossible we lose Ozil and Sanchez. So do you think we will get into a position where we might be happy or have to take nothing for him rather than sell him potentially to a club like Chelsea? Um, Arsenal Football Club is a very well-run business slash football team. So do you think that they're going to let Sanchez go for nothing? Really? So you assume he, if he really pushes through, he'll, he'll go and it conceivably could be a rival? But then what happens, the longer you let it go and you don't get him signed, then players have got all the power nowadays anyway. If they want to leave, they'll go, they'll, they'll like, down tools and won't play. But you long let it go, then he becomes even more powerful. 
because he goes into next season and he's got like one season left. So he knows that his transfer fee then comes down. He ends up with more of the money. And his agent will be saying to him, look, I'm not being funny. Just hang on a little bit. If they don't give you your 250, 300 grand a week, just wait. And someone else is going to give you it. Do you think there's any chance it's going to stay? I, don't think, I can't see them selling him to a Chelsea, Chelsea but no. I could see him taking a price and sending him abroad. PSG, if he, if PSG, he PSG wants to go. Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't seem particularly happy at the moment. The club clearly aren't giving him, you know, they've not made an offer which is acceptable mm. to him. So I genuinely, I've, I've got a feeling he, he, he could go. But I, I wouldn't want him to. The other day we had an opportunity to give him captain for 45 minutes. We chose to give nobody <laughs> captain. Could have at least cheered him up a little. Oh, no, that's I called... could have sworn I saw Gunnosaurus with the armbands. <laughs> Second half of Man City. That's called um, <laughs> collective responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. We want more leaders, not just one. Oh, yeah. so, uh, Gunnosaurus would be preferable to Kieran Gibbs. <laughs> that, 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 that is... Yeah, yeah. We've been that fined. was a low point. We've been fined, haven't we, for not having a captain. Yeah, 300 pounds. That'll learn you, yeah. won't it? You do yeah. that again, that'll learn you. I think it gets doubled if we do it again. It's 600, it's like a... It gets 600 next time, and it'd be 1,200 were we to do this three times. But does that, is that, that is a bit on you. Could that ever happen in your, I mean, if, if Tony had gone off sort of in the middle of a game, the idea that someone else wouldn't have taken the armband? Is it, is he had it, more leaders in his day. Yeah, but... Th- or do you think it's just something or nothing? The, the captain is... Uh, Symbolic. Uh, yeah, it's a very, um, yeah, um, ceremonial position, I think. And if you've got a decent team, you don't really notice if your captain's there or not. If you've got the leaders on the pitch, most successful teams would have five, six to seven people. You'd go, actually, he could be, he could be captain. Like, say, when I played, you had like, uh, Nigel Winterburn could be captain, Baldy, uh, Tony Adams, Lee Dixon, even Kevin Richardson when I played could have been a captain because of the way he used to bollock people and moan and groan at you and like, give you dog's abuse. Honestly, you, if you made one mistake or gave the ball away, he'd be at you and you'd tell him to F off and then you get a reaction. That's what happened. In our team, I don't see people rowing. I don't see people arguing. I don't see people... When we conceded the two headers for Dawson against West Brom, everybody just sort of went, oh, right. Oh, the big centre-half's come through and headed in. Who's, who's, who's he? Who's he supposed to be marking him? Was it you, me? Oh, no, let's kick off. The response, that's, that's the response your, that's by your the problem. defence against City was the same thing. There was almost, oh, that's happened then. Do you, talk about the celebration. Did you think it was, it was weird, wasn't it? The Theo goal, particularly, against... The, I'm not being funny... I would celebrate when I scored in training in a five-a-side. Honestly, when I, if we were five nil down and I scored, I might be on my own, sliding on my knees into the, <laughs> like, into the corner and all the other players. What's he doing with five-one down? It's the best, the hardest thing you can ever do. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Especially, again, if, it was, if you were losing five nil and you scored the goal, I can understand that. You go, oh, it makes a difference. But Theo scored the equalising goal in a huge game against Man City, right? And Mustafi obviously scores the equalised goal in a huge game. You think, nah, you should be going mad. And Pete had a go, just I'm sorry, Pete had a go at Giroud. Remember when Giroud yeah, scored yeah. A, against Bournemouth? Yeah. And he scored the, the free free. And he's gone round and around. I thought, brilliant. And they went, oh, you should be getting the ball. No, you've just scored an equalised goal in the 94th minute. Your head's gone. Your head should go. You should lose it. Anybody see him right when he scored? Mm. Like, it was like 30 but, but, seconds. But, but, Alex and I have a theory about the field yeah, goal. Did you not think, I just thought he... 
for a second, I thought, him, thought him, the offside flag yeah. was going to go. I didn't realise. Yeah. When I kind of, not, not. I, I half jumped up and I thought, oh, fuck, this will be offside. And then I was like, once it was given, I was like, oh, yeah, great. And it was, it was like a delayed reaction. Do you know what I think? It's because he, he thought he's always offside. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, off dog. It was amazing. Like, they they would go yeah. up. I think he was genuinely shocked that it was a goal and it was allowed. Yeah. We were. like, I remember we were all crazy and it was surely that must be offside and then it, it was given. I was going to ask Perry something again. Um, related to this and you're talking about not celebrating and actually Drew didn't celebrate last night and having over celebrated against Bournemouth he's now getting pelters for not celebrating um, <laughs> but um, I'm, I was going to try and avoid talking about my man because then I just get accused of massive bias now I was going to ask Perry if you're playing in a team in any walk in any football team in any work you don't like everyone in fact there might be people you really really fucking hate if they score would you still celebrate with them? Would you give them a cuddle? Yeah, you 100%. Would. Because you don't actually, in that moment, you don't actually think, oh, I don't like you very much. I'm going to give the other. If I say, like, Merce, I'm going to celebrate more with Merce than I would do. Of course you don't, because you should be totally focused on what you're doing. And in, say, you don't have to like someone to uh, play football with them. No. What you do is you play football, you know they're going to, you're going to, they're going to benefit you, you're going to benefit them. You do your job. Of course you should celebrate. Yeah. And the one thing with Drew is, the way that he celebrated is if it was like, oh, I do this all the time. You think, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. You get little near post headers. You get like far post headers. You get a topa. And he's excellent. You don't bend one in like Liam Brady from the corner of the box into the far corner. If you say, oh, I do this every game. I'd have gone, I'm not being funny. I'd have been running around... Um, Emirates Stadium there if I'd have scored a goal like that flip it now yeah it was, it was it was incredible in general do we think I mean after last night so we're recording this the day after and we, we beat West Ham 3-0 I mean you know I mean West Ham were shit I have to say the only team in worse form than we were going yeah. into the game but I mean we can cl- we, we, we are on the verge we could now theoretically break into top four especially because City lost again and we, you know we're not too far behind them um, so really it's, it's the whole thing it's the whole you know if we end up actually getting into the top four first of all do you think we will and yeah, you know Perry, you're kind of nodding. Do you think we will? Um, if you said two, three weeks ago, I'd have said no. Mm. But there's something with Arson that Arson knows, right? There's something with Arson in my head is thinking Liverpool, because I said Man City wouldn't be in the top three at the beginning of the season, because I think Guardiola was going to get found out, and I'm still sticking by that. So and if you're a brilliant coach, like Guardiola goes, well, it's not great. So I need another 250 million quid. Well, I could do that. <laughs> no, I could go and buy the best centre forward, the best. So I thought, isn't There's a thing, sneaking suspicion about Liverpool with me that they might like drop out a bit. And what about as a scenario? And Arsenal's getting all these pelters, and he always comes out with something. Something always happens for mm. him that we get fourth, right? And we beat City in the semi-final. I think we got every chance. We play that mob up the road in the final and beat them in the final. <laughs> and Arsenal goes, "Man, what's your problem?" People, and then- people forget about it. They will. They will. They'll go. All right. That's a and big if that hypothetical. Happens, no, but... <laughs> it's it a big happens. hypothetical. But it could happen, yeah. Would anybody said that we'd have uh, come above that mob up the road last season? Mm. Even yeah. on the line. And what anybody mm. says, I know it's, that's not your trophy, right? Mm. But it still placates Arsenal fans at that last mm. season go, we come second and you come third in a two-horse mm. race. Well, it's still funny. Then you're sitting there thinking, this, that could happen and that's why I'm not going to say what I'm going to do, what's happening with the contract. Maybe that is just sitting there thinking that could happen. I just, I just worry. I've thought it for a while. I just don't think. Sometimes I don't think we've got it in us to, to win when we the games mm. that we we absolutely have to. You know, we still got to go to Spurs. We still got United at home, and I've really, I just don't. I don't want to be pessimistic, but it's just sometimes I look at us. I just don't think we've got it in us to take 
take control and, and get and do what needs to be done. Um, no, I agree. I think I don't think we're one of the four best teams in the country at the moment as well. I think that's a big, the, the big thing for me, which is at points you've looked at our team against other teams like last season, and actually Perry said we didn't believe it. I said on here often we'll finish above them because I genuinely felt we would. They then the wheels came off in spectacular fashion. But this season I watched Spurs a little bit more, and I'm like they're better than us. They are a better team than us, and it hurts me to say it, but they are. There are more team players in that team I'd rather have in our team than I would be upset if they went the other Hold way. Hold on a minute, I'm missing something. I'm on an Arsenal podcast now, right? Yeah, right. So we've got to really say, is he an infiltrator? Of, <laughs> and they're better than us. Speaking of... He's a but, 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 but then at the same <laughs> time, no, you're, you're saying exactly what always annoys me. A, you're dismissing me, but B, you're saying that the myopia has to be all across every fans. To be removed and be able to see in and be rational about stuff, like, and to see as an outsider looking in, which lots of people are, you look at football journalists that don't support any of these clubs, and they go, Toby Alderweireld is a phenomenal player. Am I not allowed to say that? Am I not allowed to want him in our team? Am I not allowed to want Lloris? Am I not... This is, You're just going to name them the whole thing. No, no, but I'm yeah. saying, they, well, they're, well, they're strong spine, but the fact is, I'm a football fan. I'm an Arsenal fanatic, but I love football, so I watch a lot of football, so I can admire other teams without feeling like I've got to put my Arsenal glass on and fucking hate him or dismiss him as a bad player. I can, I can respect I a player. Deli Ali is a shitbag. I hate him. He's really good at football. What are you going to say, Alex? <laughs> well, weirdly enough, just on the Spurs thing, yeah. um, because I was watching an Aladdin musical last night, I got absolutely <laughs> trolleyed during it, and my mate's a Spurs fan, and he texted me, and at about one o'clock this morning, I sent him a text, and I said to him, you're like a pikey who's won the lottery. I don't even know, by the way, I don't know what this means. I said, you're like a pikey who's won the lottery, but you forget that you're still a pikey, and I've always had a quite nice house. And I've got no idea what it means. Man, that's so profound. What I meant by it, but I think what I was trying to say is don't forget, like, you still are a Spurs fan, and inherently that is shit. And everybody hates it. You were saying to him, fundamentally, look, Arsenal are fundamentally, in every sense, have been Superior it's so, it's, for all of our adult life. It's lifetime. so weird. It's like Jesus Christ, like you give your fucking your nutsack yeah. to beat to have watched us yeah. win the league. Yeah. You know, watch your team yeah. win the league at our place. It's like it's mental. They and also they forget how how much embarrassment they've gone well, through year after year. And around this time, they still <laughs> like it's like Jesus Christ. You're a ton of, you, mm. It's like they forget who yeah. it's for. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I think it's at like that moment, got... like if, it, if and when it does happen, I mean, one day they will finish above us, and it may well happen this season. Let's face no, it. No, it is happening, trust me. It is happening. It is happening. Yeah, that we moment, don't they, it, but they will happening. celebrate that moment as if it's like it completely wipes out the last decades of superiority bars well they will I mean, they can't, they? Can't, can they release a DVD they will release a DVD and that's the thing right. like, I, can, I, can, I can laugh at it I can, but at the same time you could admire their football that's all I was saying no. I think that you can't no no, no, no I, if it, but I can't be objective about them I can't, it's like nah that, the only thing I would say is they remind me of uh, George Graham when he came here in 87 the, the hunger and desire that I have that's, that's probably the difference but um, I know you have to try and be, you know, very balanced. It's just, I probably started going regularly sort of mid-90s, and it was 94, 95, the last time they finished above We've got no divine right to, to finish above them. The fact that we have for 21 years, I think there was a, a stats piece, I don't know if I sent it on to you, boy, but it, it put the percentage chance of Arsenal finishing above Spurs based on the sort of statistical data since then at something like 0.14%. I mean, extraordinary... Mm. A cheat, like yes, we, we don't want to call the fourth place a trophy or finish our Spurs every year. But if I think back to those sort of mid nineties when we were on a relatively equal footing, you know they had you know cleanse, you know they were good too. You wouldn't have gone right for the next twenty years. There is any chance that 
Arsenal finish one for every year. It is extraordinary. If it comes to an end, so be it. But uh, I, I find it like the idea of you know, I've not really thought recently about what, like what gets me upset. Recently, hasn't been whether oh fucking hell we might not finish above Spurs. It's the fact that what I've been watching has been shit. Yeah. <laughs> that upsets me more, and I think about that. I don't, you know, I'm not at the ground thinking, you know, at the Bayern game. I wasn't, you know, sat there thinking, oh, also, and we might not finish above Spurs. I'm sat there thinking, we're fucking crap at the moment. Mm. This, we are watching quite a lot of shit. Home and away, you know. I went up to Liverpool the other week, and I thought this first half that was shit. That was absolute shit. Mm. I wasn't thinking about Tottenham. And it's like, I, I'm sure in their heads, they think that's all... I mean, we've just spent 10 minutes talking about it nearly, actually. <laughs> but, you know, that's not... You know, no. I care more about the fact that, you know, I'll, I'd rather the contracts are resolved. I want to know what's Wenger doing. Then after that, then I'll... Right, I'll but we are in this weird... It does make it worse, though. It does make it worse. No, you want them to be shitter than us. Yeah. It does make it worse. And the situation we're in is so bizarre, isn't it? That I think that's the other thing, is that fans of rival teams... Like last night, the West Ham game, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm obsessed with this. I tweeted about it and I went, but the West Ham fans were singing Wenger in Wenger. That was funny. It was yeah. really funny. It was. And they were singing on the tube on the way there, and I thought it was brilliant. But that, 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 you know, that's a witty example of a fan's response. But we had the, the phrase has been used, laughing stock, about, mm. the, I guess, partly some of the protests you, talk, you made, you talking about the middle-class protests and all that, and the banners. And the, <laughs> it was funny. I mean, it is funny, but... People are fighting with each other. People are actually, actually the, fighting. I, win, I, I witnessed the famous Arsenal fan TV scuffle that happened um, after the City game, um, which was all very unfortunate. So you can get, get involved Obviously, in some way? No, I was, waiting to meet, I was waiting to give a ticket to, to, to a friend and he didn't show up. And I was saying, like, oh my God, I could get involved in a major act. I mean, it all died out after about five seconds. It was nothing. But the point is, is that, is it... Is it down to? I mean, this is hard for people to maybe hard for you, Perry, to serve because you do work for the club. On, yeah, yeah. Maybe. But is it down to Wenger that this is all that we're alive? Or is it down to a divided fan base? It's down to fans taking stuff too seriously. I think the, the fighting thing's ridiculous. Honestly, yeah, you think, course. oh, come on, chaps, grow up. And yeah, it means a lot to us. We're all passionate, and it is a big part of our lives. But I couldn't imagine getting in a fight with a fellow Arsenal like me and Gareth don't agree. But I couldn't imagine because <laughs> he's a lot bigger than me and probably a lot tougher, and <laughs> it looks like he could give me a proper slapping. But I wouldn't go. Oh, you talk. You can have a discussion and and disagree without actually like fighting each other. So that's like I think that's like grow up stuff. Of course. Yeah, yeah, it's but, like, but is, it, is that not? Sorry, so a lot of the fighting doesn't. Do you want to get out, step outside? Not be funny. Disagree me again. It doesn't doesn't necessarily. I don't think it's necessarily down to different opinions. I think there have been several sort of several watershed moments. There seems to be a lot of, of time now where more and more of the fan base have acknowledged people are asking, oh, are you Wenger in, Wenger out? And I think that everyone will either go Wenger out but with a caveat and go, but I don't want to, as Alex said, I don't want to Wenger out but I don't want to hold up a sign. I'm Wenger out but I don't want to show a lack of respect. I also don't necessarily like the almost bear-baiting atmosphere. I don't like that way that's been whipped up. And I think it's, it, it's very much about modern football. Like, the Merseyside derby used to be a friendly derby, but now, thanks to the media and everything, it's been whipped up into, like, a two-tribes thing. It didn't used to be that way. Even the Arsenal-Tottenham didn't used to be as vitriolic as it is now. And in the same way, the way that's been manipulated, not just by external media, we mentioned Arsenal Fan TV earlier on, that is very much about modern society, about having to have an narrative, having to have two different alter- like opinions right at each end of the scale, and then whipping it up so it makes better TV, it makes better entertainment. That has happened now for a while. It's not been a recent thing. However, as Alex said so eloquently, it's been pretty fucking shit what we're seeing now. So it now <laughs> means... It now means more people could going, hang on, I'm dissatisfied, but I'm angry, and I'm being whipped up into this hysteria. The fighting that I've witnessed in the stadium isn't because two people are Wenger in or Wenger out. 
they might both be Wenger out, but one might be like, show a bit of decorum, man. Like, just don't be so aggressive. Don't. Sure, I- yeah, but isn't it true though that you know the the um, apart from the the, the points you made about society in general, that's true. But we're in such a weird and unique situation, aren't we? And that does come down to him in, in, in t- t- keeping us on tenterhooks, not telling us what's going on. Um, you know, th- we, it's unbelievable. And so I think it, it does all stem from that. By the way, I was, I was, you say unique, right? Yeah. It's never ever happened at a massive club no. ever no. In, in the history of football yeah. where a manager can decide where he stays, where he goes. Mm. And then we're all talking about leadership. And he said, I work for WKF. The leadership goes from the top. Right, so it goes from your owner, Stan Kroenke, and then the hierarchy is Mr. Chips Keswick, but he's more of a ceremonial, like the chairman. Then Ivan can see this, then charge of the business. Then Arsene Wenger is in charge of the football stuff, right? A manager should always be in total control of everything that goes on the pitch in football. We're in a unique situation where Arsene Wenger is in control of everything that goes on at the football club. No, he is, and it's never, ever happened before. And now you can blame Arsene Wenger, but if you was him, if people gave you that power, you go... All right, thanks yeah. very much. What? Retirement, right, retirement Alex, is dying. The last leg of someone said, Alice, do you want, you can do that. You go, well, there's your contract. It's, it's right, right? Mate, I'll literally do any other job. I'm, I'm touting myself for work all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd have done a nightly show in a heartbeat. Still <laughs> 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 good. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, boy, but if you, you know, someone gave you that power. Yeah, but you're right. Really? He's good. We've all got bosses, right? Haven't yes, we? but Arsene hasn't. Arsene hasn't. He's his own boss. So there was yeah. that weird thing where, um, where he did the, the, the fan forum thing where Gazidis, as I referred to right at the beginning in my introduction, where Gazidis said, oh no, a decision hasn't been made and it completely contradicted, mm. completely contradicted what Wenger said too experiencedly. It's just, that again, it just adds to the whole weirdness of the situation. But if, you go, if you say about leader, we're talking about on the pitch, right? So the whole club. So if... You can understand Stan Kroenke because he's obviously in America and it's business, Arsenal business. Yeah. He's excellent. And Wenger was right when he said about three or four weeks ago, the club is in very good shape. He was 100% right. right. Yeah. No, he's 100% but, right. And we went, oh, you mean... No, the football club is in brilliant shape because whoever takes over, all you've got to do is get right on the pitch. There's nothing else you have to do. You haven't got to manage going from Highbury to the Emirates and sending your best player. He was right. The fans getting up is, actually, no, we want the pitch to be in, on, in brilliant shape. And at the minute... If you're being honest, it isn't. Mm. Right, it yeah. isn't. As a, yeah, it's a business. It's, it's I, going brilliant. I always get annoyed with the argument that, you know, we should respect... Right, well, you should respect Wenger because he did get, you know, yeah. for the success he brought and yeah. the, the lean years, you know, after the stadium move. And yes, you know, he kept us, you know, competing during those lean years. But every year, now we do have money that we're crap. That is undone a little bit more. Mm. And this idea that if you're Wenger out, like, it's disrespectful... It's not. No. It's not. It's just you know. It's a simple. I just think it, it's just you know we're not performing. So why why should I feel bad? So, so do we think? And actually, um, Tim Payton, regular contributor on on the podcast, I was he, chatting. He's him, on the man on the uh, inside. Yeah, he goes to no, shareholders meetings. And all I was, that. I was, I was, I was chatting to Tim earlier on beforehand, and Tim said something which resonated with me, which is. Um, and it goes back to kind of the, how sort of the pure form of madness of doing the same thing over and over again. Every time it fails, you do the same thing, expecting a different result. I am now of the, of the leanings, uh, I think Tim was agreeing with me, that a change, even if a change doesn't herald the success we all think it might do, we need a change. We need a change because if we fail with a new manager, at least we'll be failing in a different way and then we can re... It just feels like it's stagnant, it's repetitive. It, the Groundhog Day joke is no longer a joke because it's freaking me out. Like it's... It, <laughs> sorry, I just... <laughs> it's like... Uh, 
That's an audience member saying Wenger is like an ex-boyfriend. We've had a lot of analogies to uh, relationships <laughs> and boyfriends. Yeah, actually, ever since Perry mentioned the thing about <laughs> yeah, wife, the next door neighbour, I've started worrying about mine because at the moment I don't know where she is. <laughs> <laughs> with your with your newborn <laughs> child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Perry, just a quick question because I, I know we're drawing towards a con- in conclusion, but you know, when will we know? Because we, we've been discussing on the pod over the last month or two. When will we know? Over the last me. Over the last two months, we've said, well, they're waiting for a, a win. We finally won a, a game. We, we run the risk, don't we, of, of, you know, where is the next win necessarily coming from? So have you got any indication at all? And also, do, do you think anyone apart from Wenger knows what he plans to do? Has he, would he have told anyone else around the club? Do you think he's kept it entirely uh, himself? I don't know, because obviously I'm not privy to what goes on in the inner sanctum. But um, I think... Bora uh, Primerich would probably be the only one that might have an inkling because I don't think anybody else has. That's his right-hand man. Who's yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And yeah. he's been with him for like 17, 18 mm. years. And, you know, mm. I thought six or seven weeks ago that Arsene was going to say, right, you know, I've, I've done my stuff. Um, it's time, you know, for a change and new beginnings and he'll go out with accolades and ploy it, which he should do. But then the longer it goes on, then the more you think, right, perhaps... He's going to stay. And maybe they're waiting. Again, I don't know. I'm not privy to anything. But I just think, are they waiting to have an, another announcement with it? Are they waiting to go, Arsenal staying for a year, and then, but someone else is coming in, whether it be a Patrick Vieira or whatever. Didn't you announce that gonna, on the radio? Yeah, and that's only what Paul Merson told me, but that was after, like, 15 pints of Stella to be fair but (laughs) (laughs) and the thing is and if Mercy's betting on it by the way if Mercy's betting on it don't touch it with a barge (laughs) pod but he had a bit of a point are they they waiting to go right to say you're staying and then it softens the blow say that you get a legend like someone like the back who say right there is going to be but it and what Arsenal fans if there is a change by the way the, the club is in brilliant shape it's not going to be someone like Conto comes in and Chelsea and they go from 10th to winning the title you're talking a two-season. I know the project is the trendy word, but you're talking at least two to three seasons before it all gets completely changed around, where the culture changes, the hunger comes back, you get rid of probably six, seven, eight players that need to get shifted on, bring your players in. So Arsenal fans, and obviously I'm a massive one of them, you've got to be prepared that if you don't make Champions League this year, we might not make Champions League next year. Financially, it's not that big a deal anymore because Premier League is so rich. Mm. But getting the best players, it makes a difference because they want to play in the Champions League. But this isn't going to be a, oh, Wenger go. If he does decide to go, he goes, then you turn a switch and then you go back to being dominant again. Who would you, who would you want in, Perry, if we were to change manager? Uh, Groves and Merson. Yeah, to be fair, well, it might that not be right incredible. on the pitch, but what a party. What, what, a, ro- what a ride. Fun. What, what a, a party. No, it's, it's, <laughs> Would you keep Baldy? It'd be nice of you to keep Baldy, at least with some um, continuity. Yeah, with Baldy, now he's passed his pilot, he's got his pilot's <laughs> licence, he can do his biplane. But it, it needs, Baldy has a winning mentality. Baldy, he's been there, he's won league titles and FA Cups and whatever. So then you give Baldy more say if he's going to be there. Because you need like a Pat Rice figure that knows the club and knows what's going on and knows the fabric and the soul, or whatever. But it isn't just going to be, you know, the, the real sort of um, ones who are real strong voices about Wenger going. It ain't going to be he goes, 
bam, then we, we're, we're no. back to being sure. brilliant again. Sure. It ain't going to work. It's sure. not going to work that way. But do you, the other thing that, uh, before, we, before we close this part as well, so I wanted to ask is there's this, been, this use this word reinvent, reinvention, that he said, it is, oh, I'm going to reinvent myself. And I think the club's hinting at, you know, maybe if they do a point of year or someone that they can reinvent the structure a bit. Um, do you think, Alex, that this possible? Is it possible for Wenger to reinvent himself now? Isn't it too late? Um, What's he going to do? Wouldn't, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought so. Not at this stage. <laughs> um, but the weird thing is about Wenger, for, for him to leave, for him to hold his hands up, what we're saying is he could turn around and admit, I'm not doing a good enough job anymore and, and leave. But is there anything that we know about Arsene Wenger that suggests remotely that that is what he would do. Because, no, I mean, you know, like all winners, but he is quite arrogant, do you know what I mean? It's very rare. You know, he's done the same things over and over again, and it's still not, you know, and the same things continue to fail. He's not exactly the sort of bloke who'll go, yeah, do you know what, this is, that's just crap, I'm going to change all this. He's kind of, for him to admit that he's not good enough, I I, I don't see anything in his character that suggests he's going to do that, which means I just think he's... I think he's going to be there for all time. I can't ever see him. <laughs> I can't ever see him leaving. What, Mr. Grace? Yeah, because... <laughs> all done very well. And he's done it. Thank feel like you, Mr. Grace. That he's a lifetime, you know, like he's, he has like a lifetime dictator that, uh, you know, in, 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 a, in, a, in a weird regime where there's just nothing... A statue needs to be toppled. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very bizarre, isn't it? But let's. I mean, I want to start comparing him to dictators. I mean, he's not. Well, <laughs> some of his. I mean, it's you less know, important. All right. You know, to keep to keep playing Jacker and have him doing the same wrong. Not as not as bad a crime as some dictators. So it's not. Yeah. It's not, not the best comparison. Sorry. Fair enough. <laughs> was, Jacker was better last night. Anyway, he was. Yeah, we well, said the way, around any midfield was pretty good. He's yeah. gonna be yeah. all right, Granite Jacker. Trust me. He's, he he's gonna be okay. Yeah. Trust and me. isn't the thing about Jacker? I want more than okay for thirty-five million, but. Yeah. No, he'll, 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 you, well, you want him. Excuse me, but you want him to bully people, don't you? Not yeah. scissor tackle. Well, no, that's yeah, not get sent off. Yeah, but you want him to be that big, strong physical you presence. See his booking that he got on Sunday against City. Yeah. I mean, I know it was like, but he like it was almost like he started the slide tackle about two minutes before <laughs> he got near it. It wasn't a bad connection, but it was like Jesus Christ, you started that slide tackle in your own half, <laughs> and you just kind of slid all the way into it. It was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Let's talk. Let's before we end this podcast, we've got to look forward to the Palace game on Monday night. Um, Palace are kind of doing pretty well now, aren't they? It's, so it's not. It's not. This is not an easy away game. Our away form has been pretty diabolical. What do we think? What do we think that's going to happen, Perry? Um, it's, there's a this sort of misconception about Sam Allardyce against Arsene Wenger. He has the worst record as a manager and against any other manager. In oh, the really? Premier League, yeah, he's lost 15 times against Arsenal against Arsenal. Wow. So there's thing, no, his teams beat Arsenal up, blah, blah, blah. Arsenal's never lost against Crystal Palace in the Premier League, ever. Um, but they've got Benteke up front, if he fancies it, then he could be a bully, then Zaha and uh, Townsend. It's about, it, it sounds really basic, it's about, it's not about ability on Monday, it's not about who's got the better technical players, which player. It's about whether you're prepared to fight and whether you're prepared to like, stand up and not be bullied. And if they have the same attitude against, they had against West Brom, then, then it, it's going to be very tough. But if they actually think, you know what, forget, again, it's, forget the ball. Forget about the ball. We're just going to make sure, man for man, battle, battle, battle. I'll beat you, I'll beat you. We'll be tougher than you. 
then your your talent comes out. So Last night bodes well for that, actually, because we've been bullied in the past by Carol quite a few times, and I thought Gabriel was magnificent last night. I thought, actually, for someone who doesn't film with a lot of confidence, um, he played really, really well, and actually dovetailed better with Mustafi than I thought he was going to do. Um, yes, West Ham were limited, and Carroll wasn't perhaps on his game as he has been, but he tried to throw himself about. Um, Mustafi had the temerity to run into his elbows a few times, but then at the end of the day, um, Gabriel intercepted the ball when he needed to, rose above it and was tough and wasn't bullied, which does bode well. And I think that that would have worried me probably 48 hours ago that we were about to play Benteco. But yeah, I'm a bit more confident now and I think that I think we can get a squeaky winner. We can. Yeah, I think we, will. we can. I think we'll, we will, yeah. yeah. Okay. Come on, Alex. Come on, be come positive. On, come on. I think, I, think we'll, I think we'll win. I, think, I, think we'll, I don't think we'll win well. But I think we'll win. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not well, I won't enjoy any part of yeah, it, but we'll yeah. win. I think we'll win, but <laughs> it's not going to fill me with any you know, great joy or anything. Josh? Yeah, I, I mean, we've, I mean, I've got good memories of going to Sales Park the last few years. I think we won, won the last three. And you, you Can you saying, see the you? pitch? Because whenever I've gone there, the gantry, you've got good memories of it, you must be watching on TV. Well, we like the pitch. Yeah. We play with a legend. We hold oh, yeah. our events. Uh, hold our events pitch side, the yes, you're so level. Those that are still hoping to play at Sales Park, should you have friends who are Crystal Palace? <laughs> it's a fantastic thing. There's no pillars there just, at all. Yeah, yeah. just don't stand there. Lovely way. surface, yeah. especially on Saturday morning, May the 20th. It'll Great. be lovely, I'd have thought. Yeah. Great atmosphere. Yeah, really good. So I suspect we'll win. Absolutely seamless. I thought we'll win by a goal. But it's, it's every game now that because uh, as Alex I think mentioned earlier we've got tough games Spurs away which on previous the last couple of seasons you don't expect us to win United at home we might not win so you know I think if we are going to come in the top four which is you know I think we're five to two I saw this morning so you know a chance then we certainly need to, to go win on Monday what do you think Boyd are you going to yeah I think we'll win yeah, yeah. I think we'll win <laughs> um I think I think those kind of games now we're going to win. It is. It is. I'm, I'm absolutely shitting it about that Spurs game. That's the one that's really terrifying me right now. Um, and one final general point about just about the protests. I mean, if we, if we do carry on like this, you know, like with, with Wenger not telling us what's going to happen, the protests are going to carry on, aren't they? And I know, you know, we make fun of them, but it's kind of like it's going to again. It's add to the whole strange. Well, does that not talking about affect the players? But it must be odd to be a player where every time you play at home, there's some kind of protest going on. Well, I must admit, it didn't happen obviously in, in my day. No, because we were winning stuff. So it's yeah. all right. So <laughs> yeah. you know, it was a crisis. If we if we drew and if we drew two games on a trot, or we drew and lost one, it was a huge crisis, right. massive crisis. And then yeah. then you have the siege mentality. But I don't see the character in our team at the moment having that. Siege mentality. You know, I, I don't see that. Like we're all in this together. Mm. We're going to come out sort of fighting. It, it shouldn't. As I said before, it, it shouldn't affect the players because you should be worried no. about how you're performing. But um, Gareth, I know he says about you know he wants players to be a little bit sort of thicker and whatever. The, the players yeah. they look at the they do it. They look at social media. They're all tweeting out and they're having selfies. They're all having selfies in like the dressing room when yeah. they've won a game or whatever. And it, in the old days, it will be. Don't tweet, don't have any selfies, don't do any Facebook, don't do any interviews, because we're like, this is a tough end to the season. But now, it just seems they can like, tweet the, the, and the, the Facebook. Cl- the club asked for it, surely, by saying that the fans will decide. And I think, unless they go back on that and say, whoa, 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 you, you guys aren't going to have a say in this at all, yeah. then, then it'll continue. Because yeah. they've actually said, you guys will decide what goes on here. And so the people that were so dissatisfied, dissatisfied they wanted to protest have gone, well, there's 
there's a reason to do it because we might actually affect the change here. I mean, in a way, Alex, the, the fact that the protests are carrying on, uh, you know, in whatever way they are, some of them funny, some of them, you know, effective, some of them, at least they're visible. They do get in the news. Wex it. Just, Sorry, wex it. That's one that really upsets me. Anyway, But the fact that they're there, it does underline to everyone that we are in, as Perry referred to it, this unique situation of a major club in the history of world football. Yeah, and, you know, as I said before, like, even though, like, I thought the Garden Megaphone was a bit of a helmet. Uh, <laughs> I don't like. I don't like. I'm not. If people want to protest, like, I, you know, yeah. I, I, I would. Like, you know, if mm. I don't, you know, it's, it's they're right as fans. Yeah. Um, and it just show, it does go to show though. I mean, the atmosphere, uh, you know, and it's been like it for a while. It's been like kind of bubbling over. People are getting so fed up, and the fact that you know we have watched like kind of the same shit year after year. And the fact that there are protests tells you that it is reaching a stage where how much longer d- does it keep, do we keep, you know, mm. accept, uh, accepting it? And the worst thing about Arsenal, there's nothing worse than the idea that you've got, literally, n- the idea that the same thing will happen year after year. The idea that he controls his own fate is just, it's, all, uh, it's awful. But doesn't it make, it makes me proud and you proud as an Arsenal fan, right, that you see the WWE like wrestling and there's a banner oh, I mean, yeah. you go yeah. they wouldn't have that and my the road wouldn't have that no they wouldn't <laughs> Spurs wouldn't have that yeah. they wouldn't have Santini yeah. out would they they were like Santini's got to go yeah. it makes me proud you go look at that look how big we are yeah. no, yeah. if, even the Americans with soccer they're, they're getting angry that makes me proud it is brilliant <laughs> um, before we finish this part of this podcast uh, Gareth let, tell us about why, why the hell we're doing this are we one doing for, this charity, for your charity yeah well actually it's yeah so for regular listeners to podcasts, they'll know that um, for a while I've been working around the charity side of football, set up um, what is now the Street Football Association, merged with Centrepoint, and we're now doing a huge amount of um, work in and around social inclusion um, using sport. Um, Josh and Perry, through Play with a Legend, have supported us for a while. You guys inspired us as well. And then a few weeks ago, um, uh, Play with a Legend also supported our game against Dulwich Hamlet. Uh, Perry was meant to play, had to pull out last minute, so Perry offered to do this tonight, which I'm very grateful for. Um, and yeah, w- what what we're trying to do, and I guess Arsenal in the community are a key partner of ours as well. So we are working in and across football, uh, positively changing people's lives, allowing them to transform their own situations, using football as a catalyst, but also the vehicle for change. Um, but centre point are are so powerful they're even bigger than that because um, I found out earlier on today that um, Alex it's Centrepoint gave you your big break on stage yeah yeah I did my first gig at Centrepoint and I thought they said oh it's a charity gig I'd never done stand up before um, not particularly funny on the telly truth be told (laughs) and I went there and there was like yeah 750 people in this and I was absolutely shitting myself (laughs) really wanted to do 10 minutes on Oscar Pistorius and I bottled it last minute (laughs) But I'm adamant that some of those jokes would have worked. Obviously, but I don't condone his actions and what he did. <laughs> yeah, no, so we're possibly transforming people's lives and Alex's. You know, it's, um, it's, it's great to have so much support from, from the world of football. Great to have such support from guys from Play With The Legend. And yeah, we are doing more and more. We've got a new project with Arsenal in the community. Um, just getting off the ground soon. So if people want to read a bit more about it, it'll be on the Centrepoint website, I'm sure. And yeah, if people want to donate, that'd be great. Um, yeah, thank you for your support. Thank you. And that is the end of this part of the podcast. Um, and thanks to everyone. Thanks to Alex and Gareth and Perry, of course, and Josh. And thanks to you all for coming and listening. We- Cheers. <laughs>
If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.